welcome back to the Meeting of Minds podcast. So today I've got part two of my uh, chat with the fabulous Carrie Holt. And if you remember in the first, uh, in part one, we talked about Carrie's uh, Carrie's journey to where she has where she is today. We talked about uh, the health issues she experienced that led her to understand that she was living out of alignment with her purpose and um, enabled her to to do the work um, that, that that helped bring her bring herself back into alignment. And that's what we're going to talk about today in part two. We're going to talk about who we are and what is our purpose. Um, Carrie, welcome back. Hi. Hi. See you again. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to pretend that we didn't just record the first one because we did just record the first yeah. one. I always think it's really funny when people to pretend. So we're not going to do that. But thank you so much for still being here. And let's do this part, um, which is a really great follow on from our first chat. And so, so tell me about so we talked we, we got up to uh, in part one um you discovering you um you were hsp as well as an empath and you know you're now what you know you do a corporate job as well as running your business um but somewhere along the way in your journey to you know from being really ill to where you are now i guess there's had to be a discovery because i think you you did mention it there had to be a discovery of who you really are and what is your purpose yeah there was um it wasn't like immediate yeah it was following what I enjoyed so I knew that my career was definitely not in alignment I mean I was sick I was I wasn't happy it wasn't fulfilling so I just decided to take the leap and join a coaching program for a a health coaching program for nutrition because I was really into uh, obviously health healthy eating because my journey had led me there yeah and that's when I was introduced to coaching and as I started coaching people it I was helping people, but it felt good. Mm. I felt good. And I really was starting tuning into my intuition and that gift of being able to sense uh, people's energy and where they need to go, where they need to go and how to guide them. Yeah. Yeah, because coaching Coaching is, coaching is very much a two-way thing, a two-way relationship, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. like you said, you know, you were coaching people and you were helping them feel good, but they it was also making you feel good to be doing the work you were doing, helping them because you were following your purpose. Yeah. And that, I mean, that was a journey. Like I said, I would, I had the business, but then I, I was like burning out again and I tried to let it go but I I couldn't okay (laughs) yeah you couldn't let go of that of that business that you were building right and that's um so that mission 
to help others and to guide people was always within my heart and I couldn't let it go. But I, I will say that that's just one part of my purpose, right? I think we all have uh, multiple purposes. Mm -hmm. So there's like how we show up. So who are we? Yes. What do we believe in? What do we stand for? Yep. And how do we bring that out into the world? Yeah. Yeah. And then, I, go ahead. Sorry. And I would just add that a friend of mine would always add to that. So what do we stand for? And also what do we stand against? You know, so, you know, sorry, that's what I was about to say. That reminded me that because she always says that. So, yeah, who, who are we in a, a wider sense? Because I think a lot of people will identify themselves as who they are as being their job or their career, whereas actually that's only part of our life, really. I mean, some people, for some people, it's a bigger part, but there's much more to us than just that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because part of my purpose is raising a kind, spiritually conscious child. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, and to be of service yep. is a purpose. How I do it is more like my sole mission. Like, that's how I see it. Okay. Interesting. Having, like, thinking that you have to find your life purpose can be intimidating. Yeah, it really can. And it's different for all of us. Like you said, it's just, it doesn't have to be your career or your job. It's just how you show up. Mm. Yeah, it, because actually that puts a lot of pressure on the job as well. If we, um, if we think that that is what what we're about and all we're about, then yeah. no wonder we get pissed off at our jobs in a way. You know, yeah, because th there should be a, a, a should there, hopefully, you know, there is a lot in our life that is away from work. Yeah. Um, so people like a lot of people, especially here in the U S they'll try to tie your identity to your work. Yeah. And like one of it's funny, but like when people would like, I meet people, they would all like, what do you do? And I would always go for fun. <laughs> I like that. Like, I love that. Yeah you want to do for fun like what am I about because there's more to life than work yeah well you'd, you'd hope so absolutely yeah but it's always it's just always interesting because I get that question so much and yeah now I'll, I'll talk about my business but it's not 100% who I am or my entire purpose in life yeah, Like I care about the planet. So I try to do things, you know, to keep our earth clean and just contribute to that. And recognizing those, those little things that we like to do and how we are trying to better the world. That's part of our purpose. Yeah. And do you think who we are is our purpose or that, they're slightly, our purpose is part of who we are. I think maybe 
They're, they're very interlinked, aren't they? Yeah. So there's there's who we are. Yeah. And then our purpose is how we experience the world okay. as who we are. Right. And I know finding out who I was after I'd had my breakdown and all my therapy, that was a big piece of work that I had to do because I had no idea. How did you find it? Through a lot of (laughs) the same work, work and trial and error. Yeah. So I worked with um, coaches and then, like I said, I did a lot of meditation. I did a lot of journaling. Yeah. And disconnecting from outside people's thoughts and what they think. Yeah. Yeah. So this is taking us back a little bit to what we were saying in in part one about expectations and working so hard because that's what we thought was expected. Yeah. And you start asking myself, okay, so if there's something I should be doing, Mm. who says? Says who? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, so you're going to get me on one of my little soapboxes now but I think um you know all the shoulds the shoulds about you know this is the way you should be this is the way you should look this is the way you should dress this is how you should live your life all those shoulds come from outside come from external voices um uh media our families um generational conditioning all all of those things build up to make us feel like we should do all of these things but but like you say where what it's not like an objective marker that you know this is what you should be and when you reach this you've sort of um you've got there because so we, we are trying to be who we think we should be when there is actually no way of achieving that because there's no you can't measure it yeah so you're on you, you're absolutely on a no win road like all the time that you're in that mindset yeah you're like chasing something that you may have never wanted if you just Stop you're chasing something exactly that you may never have wanted and because it's not something definable you're never going to get it yeah so so actually if we can come inside and listen to our heart our inner wise woman our intuition all those all those little voices inside us little nudges that can help us work out for ourselves what in what matters to us what what we stand for what we stand against what is important um who we are then for for me that is where alignment is all about yeah and when you're in alignment and you know who you are your purpose will just be obvious I won't say like you'll have to find it a little bit but you're going to live your purpose because if you're like out there chasing the like, what's my life purpose? What am I supposed to do for work? And you don't know yourself, you're never going to find it. 
Yeah. So do you think, I mean, I'm, I'm, this is, you know, this is me thinking on, on the spot here, but do you think it, 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 it's a bit like you have to start with who you are to then become in alignment with who you are? So, so finding out who you are brings you in alignment because you are now aware of who you are and you are living the truth of who you are. So your purpose sort of slots into place then because it, because you're in alignment. Yeah. So in my program, that's first we align with our authentic selves and then we can move into our purpose. Yeah. Because it's just, I don't see how it's possible to find your purpose when you're not in alignment with your true self. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I just don't think it can work that way around, do you? It's going to be very hard and you're going to spend a lot of time, maybe money, and you're not going to get what you were seeking. Yeah, um, which is another little soapbox thing of mine about coaches who will say, yeah, I'll help you find your purpose. But you can't, it's not, you, you don't, it's not just a series of questions and there, there you go, that's your purpose. It's It's much deeper than that. Yeah, it's a lot of, it's, you have to look at your conditioning, like your expectations, your mindset, how are you living? And then you have to have the courage to be able to stand in what your truth and make those changes. Yeah. Stand in your truth. Yeah. And society and people around you might be like, what? Like just this. A simple example is like around here, when you have a kid, you got to load up their schedule, right? You got to do, you got to be soccer mom. Well, guess what? That doesn't align for me. It burns me out. My son, when I check in with him, like he does individual stuff, but I'm like, no, we're not doing it. Well, and you go somewhere and they're like, well, what does your kid do? I'm like, we skateboard a little bit. We surf, you know, like to play games. And then they're like, well, what about this? Sorry, you know, and everyone is happy. Like I have a very good, happy, healthy child. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think the filling your schedule is, a, is perhaps a bit more um, a thing in the US, but it's definitely a thing here as well, but perhaps not to such a great extent, but, but it is definitely a thing and, you know, come home from school and it's piano practice and homework and, uh, uh you know one night it you know it's football another night it's judo another night it's something else you know it's craft club and this and my kids have rebelled against that all the way through school and have not done much at all because for me it wasn't it see they didn't want to do it if they'd wanted to do it then that would be fine but they didn't want to do it after they've been at school all day it's so much stimulation for them they want to come home they, they all they've always come straight home always wanted to come straight home and just go yeah and decompress once they get home and that's always been what they've wanted to do and what they've needed to do um so I've let that happen and I have to say it it it, it, it has taken quite a lot for me to not feel like I'm failing I understand completely like I had my son he was doing when he was little like kindergarten age he was doing kung fu and he was just like I don't want to do it anymore and 
then I was like, thought, well, you have to do something. How are you going to find out? And then finally, I was like, you know what? He doesn't have to do it. And he gradually, he finds things. He's like, oh, I want to try making flies for fishing. I want to. And then you just start seeing all this creativity come out of them when you just allow them to explore what they want to explore and not push them to do things because everybody else around you. Yeah. Yeah, it, but it, it you do feel like you're going really against the the crowd, don't you? And oh, oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> even just like school ended a month ago, and I took them to a birthday party. They're like, "What are you doing for camp?" We send our camp every our kids every other day. We're gonna go do surfing. We're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. And I'm like, he doesn't want to go to camp. We're gonna relax and just do whatever we comes up and we want to do. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's amazing. But and it's I'm it, all we're always different from the whole group, yeah. and that's okay. And I tell him it's better to be different than just like everybody. Else. Well, I always say that to mine. Who wants to be like everybody else? Be be you. Be you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Be you to our kids. And do you feel that you? Oh, I find so much lightness now in life being able to be me. Yeah, it's a lot easier. I think, too, and as you get older, it's more like, I don't really care what everybody else is doing or what they think. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think age has helped me um, because of all that conditioning that's been piled on for so long. I'm, I'm hoping my children might find it not take quite so long as me um, because hopefully they won't have all those layers of, I'm not saying they'll have none because it's not, the conditioning just doesn't just come from, from me. It comes from all sorts of external, um, me and their dad, all sorts of external um, sources. But I hope they will be able to be themselves much more and much and find it easier than than I did um and you know I'm sure I'm sure your son's yeah and be questioning like yeah um, like I always teach him to question like not don't tell me what I want to hear what do you want yeah you know yeah what do you think what do you think how do you feel um and we try to teach him how to use his intuition like what's your gut say yeah yeah I'm doing a lot lot with mine at the moment to like what do you need what is it that you need or what is it that you want um rather than just you know don't because my youngest does have a tendency I think to say what he thinks I want to hear and it's like is that really what you think you know what do you want so I mean, I only started doing all this work like a couple of years ago. It, it regard once I finished therapy, that's when I started doing what I think is more coaching work, which is around this, you know. But I had to do it for myself first. So, who am I, and what are my values, and what is my purpose? And um, and I remember once we a couple of years ago we went on holiday, and for the first time, because my my trauma response is you know people pleasing and put everybody else first um and never me um so trying to work in work with that and, and trying to be different I said right okay so we went on holiday for a week and I said we we can all pick 
four of the days we're away, we'll do something that we all want to do. So we can all pick one thing that we want to do and we'll all go and do that. Now, I would never have done that before. I would always have just gone with what everybody else wanted to do. And, oh, I'm happy if they're happy. And actually, I wasn't happy. I was bloody frustrated. But you know, um, and that was actually amazing. It was it was incredible how well that worked because we all got to do something we wanted. We all knew that, okay, we might not want to do that, but our turn was coming. And, you know, what we want to do is not wildly different anyway. It's not like one of us, I don't know, likes climbing mountains and the other three of us can't stand it. You know, it's not like we're poles apart in what we want to do. And that was really, like, really quite um, a moment for me to realise how well that works. So now I, I say to my children much more, OK, what, what, what is it? What is it that you need or what is it that you want in this moment? Not necessarily you can have what you want, but what is it? Learn to understand for yourself what you need or what you want and then learn to ask for it. That's great. Because I never did. Yeah. Um, and I think I think that's moving towards this. Who am I? You know, who are you? Yeah, that, I'm, that's great that you're helping them discover how to use that now. Well, better at their age than forty than fifty, like I did. So I know <laughs> I was a little late to the party as well. <laughs> yeah, well, but you know, better late than never. Exactly. So, so you use all this great stuff that you stuff all these great things and all these tools and techniques and all this stuff that you learned to work with clients now yes and um so this is part of your purpose yeah this is part of my purpose it's part of my high sensory gift yep and um I have like various modalities when I work with people I've I'm an avid, I'd say, lifelong student. So um, there's just different things I learned along the way. So um, like EFT, we use that for calming to clear box, NLP. um, I've also learned how to read Akashic Records. Have you? (laughs) I've had had a little session in my Akashic Records, which was amazing. Oh, so you do that, do you? How interesting. Yeah, I do, uh, like, soul practitioner. Okay. Um, certification for the Akashic Records. So there's a lot of modalities and tools I bring to coaching. It really depends on where the session goes and the intuition guides me. Yeah. So you, you'll, you'll, you'll talk with a client and let them you know, explain their issues, what they want, what they're looking for. And you'll you'll start to obviously build that relationship, but you will start to, your intuition will start guiding you into what, where, where to go, what modalities to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fascinating. And what's the best, maybe this is a bit of a rubbish question, so sorry if it is, but what's the best thing about doing this work? Seeing the person, like their self-awareness and having them trust and believe in themselves. Yeah. Because we're all whole, we're all resourceful, we have the answers within us. It's just seeing them tune in 
and yeah. just aligning with that. Yeah, and do you, do you said that like there's a mo- not a, not a moment. There's not an obvious moment where it just clicks, but there is a there is a shift, isn't there? That that's almost you you can feel the change, an energetic shift. There is, isn't there? A change of frequency. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, actually, we're on the right path now. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite amazing when that happens, isn't it? I feel that too. I think I perhaps feel it differently to you, but I feel that. I feel that too. Yeah, like they're the ones doing all the work, Mm. right? I'm honored to just be able to support them and be that channel and guide. Mm. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, it's just occurred to me that maybe it might be a because I have quite a curious, uh, curious bunch of listeners, and they might wonder what. Um, so EFT is tapping. Mm-hmm. People might have heard emotional freedom technique, isn't it? And it's tapping. Yes. Um, NLP is neuro linguistic programming, and and that's a lot about changing the way that we talk to ourselves, really. The language you use, the way we speak to ourselves. Um, reframing. Reframing, um, yeah. Situations, visualization. Yeah. But can you can you explain? Because I, 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 I know what you're talking about, but I'm not sure I'll be able to put it in words. Can you explain what the Akashic Records are? So the Akashic Records is like the library of our life. That's yeah. what I call it. The yeah. library of our life. And within those records, there's information about past lives. There's information about our divine gifts, um, our purpose. And it's really a place that you can tune into to get guidance and connect with your higher self. Yeah. So it's a different dimension. Like our bodies are third dimensional, our minds are fourth dimensional, and our higher self is fifth dimensional, and that's where the records reside. Yeah, and it, it, it you you're guided into the records. Yes. So you, with so a, you like using a visualization. Yeah. Well, you when you go into the records, you have to get permission yep. from the person. Yeah. And you open them up. Yeah. And then the way that I do it is we'll ask questions. Right. Okay, interesting. Maybe you do it differently to the way that um, I did it. But I found it, it was amazing. Um, I found, I, I had quite an experience in, in there with releasing um, all my feelings around my mum because my mum passed away a few years ago and we, we didn't have a great relationship. But I found that, um, I found that really, what's the word? Um, it was quite comforting and it was a great release and it was, it was really what I needed. So that was quite incredible. And my guide in there, my guide to the Akashic Records was my father, who is also not here anymore. And in there, my guide was my, was his mother and my grandmother. And it was so vivid. It was amazing. Um, and for anybody listening, if you've read Matt Haig's book, I think it's called the, Ma- the Midnight Library. That is what I imagine. So when I read that book, um, I had a very 
a clear image in my head of what that library looked like and that is actually how I imagine my my experience of the Akashic Records to look like uh, if that helps you in any way um yeah um Carrie I think I think that's it unless there's anything else you, you you've thought of that you'd like to share that I've not asked you about yet I feel, I feel good about our conversation. Yeah, I do. I've had a great time speaking to you. It's been really interesting. I um, And thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you for creating this space and allowing me to be a guest. Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah, thank you. you. Yeah, you take care. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Meeting of Minds podcast. You can find this podcast in all the usual places. Please tell your friends please subscribe. And if you have a moment, I'd be really grateful if you could rate and review as it helps other people find us and helps me spread the messages of empowerment and positivity that I'm really passionate about. If you want to find out more about me, you can visit my website www.safeandsupported.co.uk. Until next time, bye.